Yes. There'll be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine, and pestilences. Men's hearts failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. Where do you look? Where do you turn? Where will you get the truth? You turn to the Johnny Storm Show, where you will find truth, and the truth will make you free. Welcome to the Johnny Storm Show. And welcome indeed to the Johnny Storm Show here on 2-15-16. All kind of rolls together, don't it? And I am, of course, your host, Johnny Storm. Welcome. Welcome back. I took uh, last Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, which I normally do. If, in case you're wondering, by the way, the show will run daily, Monday through Thursday, uh, no later than 8 p.m. Mountain Time. That should be 9 Central or 10 o'clock Eastern or 7 o'clock Pacific. So those are the, that's the official time that the show will be up and posted each and every day. However, like today, I do sometimes pre-record to avoid any conflicts with other events going on in my life. So, that being said, Oregon, Supreme Court, World War III, and other news. I, can, I can't fit anymore in the title. And so I just put the basics in there. Um... It's crazy. I mean, the news cycle has accelerated so much in the last few years, it's unreal. Every day, there's something else that comes out and uh, needs to be reported on. So, Justice uh, Scalia, Supreme Court Justice Scalia passed away over the weekend and at a uh, luxurious Texas ranch where they went quail hunting and... He was found dead in his room, and they're saying it's a heart attack. Now, it's well documented that he had health issues, so it very well could have been natural causes. However, Alex Jones and others in the alternative media are jumping over this because there's no autopsy. In fact, I guess even the family said they were okay with no autopsy, which... Maybe they were convinced. I don't know. Apparently, he had been dead for at least a few hours. But there's a lot of scuttlebutt as to whether or not this was a murder, a hit. I can't say that. It wouldn't surprise me. But I can't say that. The man was 79 years old. And he had issues with his heart. So it very well could have been you know, a blood clot or whatever that causes, you know, heart attacks. So for me to jump on this uh, conspiracy bandwagon here, I'm not there. I'm I'm going to have to see a lot more evidence. You know, just having a, a sinking suspicion to me is not enough. Is it possible? Absolutely. Supposedly he was found with a pillow over his head. And... Some people have commented and said, well, who sleeps with a pillow over their head? Well, very few, I would imagine. But if you can't prove that anybody else was in there that shouldn't have been, and some people say, well, it's a heart attack gun, or it was something slipped into his juice, maybe so. 
But watch watch out for jumping on that bandwagon too quickly because you could be made to look like a fool, and it's happened to me on this show a few times from fake stories being planted here and there. So, you know, it's really hard to say. It's hard to stretch it that far for me. And I know there's people out there listening tonight that'll be like, oh, Johnny, you got to get on board, man. He was murdered. I need to see more evidence of that. Right now, I'm not seeing it. So until I do, I'm going to refrain from going there. All right. But it is sad because uh, he. Uh, this was one of the few justices that um, that championed the Second Amendment. Now there have been some close five to four votes and stuff, folks. And you know, obviously Obama being a lame duck president doesn't matter. He's still going to nominate someone. The Republicans are vowing, of course, in election year to filibuster it. And maybe they will. But uh, in the meantime, we've lost a really good judge on the Supreme Court. One of the few that actually viewed the Constitution as a literal document. So my heart is heavy because of that reason. So before we go any further, let me play a short clip from uh, Paul Joseph Watson from Infowars.com. And you can hear his side of things. Anytime an extremely prominent person in the sphere of politics or law dies in unclear circumstances, the question needs to be asked. Was it foul play? The circumstances behind the death of Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia remain unclear. Does that mean he was murdered as part of a devious conspiracy by the Democrats to tip the balance in the Supreme Court before Obama leaves office? No. Scalia was a 79-year-old man with admitted health problems, and the likeliest explanation is that he died of natural causes. But it doesn't take a wild conspiracy theorist to understand why people have questions. Why did law enforcement personnel tell Presidio County Judge Cinderella Guevara that there was no evidence of foul play when Scalia was found alone in his room with a pillow over his head? Was the immediate clampdown on any suggestion of foul play an attempt to prevent an autopsy from taking place? Why did Guevara initially tell the media that Scalia had died of a heart attack before hastily changing her mind and saying he died of natural causes? Why did Guevara pronounce that Scalia had died of natural causes without having actually seen the body? Why is no autopsy taking place despite Guevara's confusion as to how Scalia died, a decision disputed by other officials? Why was it necessary for no less than 20 police officers to escort Scalia's dead body to the Sunset Funeral Home in El Paso? Why was Scalia's body quickly embalmed, a process that would destroy toxicology evidence? Why did Scalia reportedly refuse to be provided with security detail, despite the fact that other Supreme Court justices had received death threats? Are reports true that Barack Obama was told about Scalia's death hours before a public announcement was made? If so, who told him? Was it John Poindexter, 
the Texas businessman and Democratic Party donor, who owned Cibolo Creek Ranch and was reportedly one of the first to learn of Scalia's death. And why does any of this matter? Well, if Obama is able to get his choice of Supreme Court justice confirmed to replace Scalia, America could be radically transformed. Scalia was a strict constitutionalist who consistently voted to protect free speech, freedom of religion, and the individual right to bear arms. All of those liberties and more are now under threat if Obama is able to appoint a leftist activist judge before he leaves the White House. Given this monumental motive and the unclear circumstances surrounding Scalia's death, the emergence of conspiracy theories is hardly a surprise. And there you have it. I think he summed it up pretty well in that three-minute or so clip. <clears throat> I, I understand why there's all this speculation out there, and he went through it all towards the end of the clip. But we can't be too quick to rush to judgment on this and look like a bunch of kooks, as they like to call us already. So, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, I'm not, I, I, I can't say that he was murdered. I just, there's not enough evidence. Lavoie Franklin in Burns, Oregon, however, is a different story. That was a dead man's roadblock, as they call it. And I'll cover more on that in a little bit. But I do have a clip I want to play for you now. That was quite possibly, at least to my knowledge, the last interview that he did with anyone as far as alternative or regular media goes. So, and this was done by Jason Vanterhove from the Patriot Network. He's also the media director for Oath Keepers. And Stuart Rhodes is on this call as well. So, let me play it for you. And then we'll move on to a more detailed story on this. Lavoie. Lavoie, hey, it's Jason Bantano. How you doing? Very good, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, I've got Stuart and uh, Todd Angle on the line. They want to. They have something important they want to talk with you about, real quick. If you're able sure. to do that. I, I am. Hey, Lavoie. I, I yes. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah. I mentioned on the on the radio we we're talking about you know the sheriffs. I think mm -hmm. that'd be a something you guys should really think about is doing like a lateral move to a strong county with a good sheriff and some stand-up ranchers and they have mm -hmm. a rancher host you guys, you guys just shift over. That way you're mm -hmm. you're not, because the feds are built up all around you. They're getting ready to move on you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, put I, a, put I, a, <laughs> it it, it kind of looks like they're getting ready to put a herd on us. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to, you know, and our guys were, Todd was there yesterday with a, uh, with one of our other guys that was there who's a special warfare guy, and he had a talk mm -hmm. with Ammon about your, your, your tactical situation. You know, they mm -hmm. built up about 400 feds in town, and they're going to, at the very least, put a cordon on you and lock you up, you know, lock you mm -hmm. down so you can't get in or, in or out. 
So if you were to shift over to some, like I said, to a county with a good constitutional sheriff who's ready to stand up and he's got ranchers ready to stand, you shift over to someone's ranch, now they'll put a serious monkey wrench in their plans. What are they going to do with you then, you know? Right, right, right. Well, you know what, um, Stuart? Um, I'm going to be meeting um, tonight in the morning with uh, with Ryan and Ammon again, and I will surely run this by them. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not sure how readily they would be to that. And, and actually, I, I will speak for myself because it's important that you know where I'm coming from. Um, oh yeah, I'm Lavoy. Lavoy, this is Todd Engel. Um, I was a, one of the guys at the meeting yesterday with uh, Ammon and, and Buddha. And, um, I stressed to them, I'm sure you know uh, how important it is for you guys to not be arrested and to continue this fight in another location. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are too valuable to all the ranchers in the whole entire western half of the country for us to lose you guys um, as basically the, the George Patton's of the resistance here. Um, don't, don't put us there. We're just, we're just rednecks. Oh, I know, but right. you're, you're no longer just a redneck. You are, uh, you've stepped out and taken the lead. And if you, we lose you guys to prison, it is a big hit for the farmers. And I think it's going to really set them back mm-hmm. um, in fear if, if you guys are all locked up. But if you guys can live to fight another day and move over to a friendly sheriff's county and continue mm-hmm. to fight against BLM and EPA at the same time, at that right. point, let me let me just say something, LaVoy. At that point, if you guys were to do that, I'm pretty sure I could round up some pretty seriously uh, armed dudes to come and uh, hang out with you guys. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that, um, That's kind of nice. It would it wouldn't be like you, the, the kind of guys you have right now. I was there yesterday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you would have the support. It would be, it would be a great uh, tactical and yet strategic movement just to pop smoke on that location because you are guys are now you're you're now constructing your Alamo in your own prison mm-hmm. and it's almost done here. But if you guys right. were able yeah, to the, move over the, the, into a friendly the, the, sheriff, bring, go ahead. If you were able to move over into the county of a friendly sheriff and continue the mm-hmm. fight, you would do more goods for those ranchers in Harney County from Utah than you would, will do for those ranchers in Harney County from prison. Lavoie, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or, or from a locked in position with, with a cord around it. Lavoie, so, go, go ahead and, and talk. You were going to talk about what, where you were coming from. Please. Well, um, this is something that, that um, as soon as. You know, this eight o'clock that we have every morning that I will I will bring to them all and and express these concerns and these options and the, the advantages that they they do bring, and so it it is it is behooves us to to weigh all these things when they're brought to us and, and weigh them seriously and to because what you say has great validity to it. There's no doubt we we truly recognize that they are. They are bringing in a a pretty pretty tight perimeter, and um, that you know, I mean that 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 home right above us that uh, never moves. <laughs> I wonder what kind of an aircraft that is, but it's been there like for an hour and a half, just sitting above us. You know, I'm, I'm assuming. What is it, my boy? Explain that to me. What is it? 
Well, you, you hear the props, you do, and it doesn't travel. You know, you might hear a little, hear a little bit of a circle over, but it's pretty much dead. dead do you out feel it's a drone or a plane? Well, no, a plane would be be traveling, going somewhere. But see, the planes if they fly over us all day long, you know, they, they uh -huh. and they make make a loop. But this one sits in a in a tight in a tight circle, just kind of straight. Okay. I so it's a drone. And are they yeah. doing it all night right now? Are they doing it all night to you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what that is, Lavoy. That is a thermal sensor up there, and they're looking for exactly where all of your security elements are at night. Mm -hmm. Yes. And once they have that all penciled in, um, then it can be go time any moment. Yeah. Um, just in your own opinion, and I'm just kind of probing here from from looking on the outside in. You know, we're we're looking from we're looking from out inside out. Um, mm -hmm. What, what kind of a, of a time frame would you give this before it goes hot? Seriously, they can they can cordon you, um, the boy tonight. That mm -hmm. is, a, there's a possibility, but my guess would be um, any time after tomorrow evening. They're going to do it late at night, so that all of the uh, all of the people who haven't started to call that place home have left, mm -hmm. including the neighbors, mm -hmm. the uh, media. But I would say tomorrow night is good because they. They know the cycle of PPN, that they all have to go home during the week. Right, right. right. And they're going to want to um, do it at the lull, where everybody's gone home, and mm -hmm. for them to just turn right around and come back would be even a bigger hardship. If they do it on Thursday, we've all had some rest at home. Stuart, right. wait, time from tomorrow night, yeah. you're, you're probably in peril. Stuart, let, let, let me uh, ask you this question here. I'm just getting getting some inputs from people that are wise and has had a lot of experience here. So would would you, the probability of them of just um, um, cordoning off and trying to choke us off by re restricting supplies and resupply and stuff like that versus coming in hot and getting done by morning time and being home by, by lunch? What, what do you, no, that's doubtful. I think they're going to cordon you guys off. No one will get in or out. Your, your media will cease. Um, they'll yeah. probably shut your cell phones off completely, and they'll start to You'll scare you to death. At this yeah. point, once they do that, they're not just going to fly a drone over you guys at night. They're going to start to fly choppers over the top of you. You guys are mm -hmm. going to start to really get concerned about your health. Mm -hmm. They're going to start to scare you. They don't have to raid you necessarily, but when you start seeing choppers flying over the top of that place at 3 or 4 in the morning, how much sleep are you guys going to get? Hey, LaVoy. Yeah. LaVoy, this is Stuart. So the, the, yeah. the problem is, is we don't know what they're going to do. They might mm -hmm. do a raid because what they want to do, one way or the other, is shut down what you're doing in other places. You're starting right. a fresh fire that's going to spread. They're going to want to stomp it out. And that's the problem is that you are the brush fire source, right? So yeah. if you stay right there, they're, they're going to shut you down one way or the other. They might do it with a cordon, but they will, like you said, they're going to cut down all your communications. You will not be able to talk to anybody. They won't let the media mm -hmm. go anywhere near you. Tell them to get up to the branch of the and isolate them. So you can't yeah. count on being able to have cell phones or any kind of ability to talk to the world. So right. that's one thing to think yeah, about. But the other, the other way, though, is they could drop the hammer on you hard and do a raid or take you all into custody one way or another. So either way, mm -hmm. though, they'll, they'll, they're going to stop you. 
So if you do a lateral shift, then they can't stop you. Stuart, okay? would we be able to supply support if they decided to go with a lateral Absolutely. shift? Absolutely. That's, that's, that's kind of what I was saying in the show. From the very beginning, the only objection anybody's had to you guys is the way you did what you did, okay? Because right. mm-hmm. it, has to, it is a weaker position. If you have a constitutional sheriff and you've got ranchers who will understand and they're all united mm-hmm. together, you'll have massive support. And they have never yeah. yet jumped down on a sheriff. You know that. When a sheriff has uh-huh. stood up, they have always backed down. So it'll be a huge, it's been a huge game changer when sheriffs are involved. Okay, um, gentlemen, listen, listen to me here. This is not secure comms. Well, we know. Have concern- we talked about, okay, listen, listen talked about to this me on the show. Okay. They did not arrest Ammon, and they had three chances in three separate days to arrest him and a good contingent of his guys, and they, yet they did not do it. Because I feel that that would not have been a, uh, a big enough camera moment to show their strength. Just turn around, sir, put your hands behind your right. back. They're going to right. want to stomp this down. So that is a big concern that they may hit you. Now, these, unsec- these unsecured comms, if that's their attitude, you guys, you need to leave. I would like to see you leave tonight. Mm-hmm. Because they're listening to this. They know you're going to pop smoke and skedaddle to a secure county where a sheriff is going to protect you. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we understand that all of, all of these communications are – are being monitored, we've no doubt. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. But we um, don't know how else to get to you fast. So when, we, when I said it earlier on the, on the radio show, so we're going mm-hmm. ahead and just, you know, talking to you straight. So that's you don't our leave advice. tonight. You better leave tomorrow night, my boy. Well, let, we, let need, we need you guys out here to fight, my friend. Yeah, I sure appreciate that. And and I, I definitely, in fact, um, you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a touch bases, Tonight on this very issue with them, I'll I'll bring that up for serious uh, serious consideration and weigh okay. that heavily. Um, you know, there's definitely some people here that um, that I would like to have out of here more quickly. I, I would like to have there's you know there's a a young yeah. family, that family that came in. I would I would really like to see them move out first thing in the morning. And, and uh, yeah, at the, at the latest. Yeah, and so, so actually, I'm actually out from when I go from here. I got to do just a few other things. I'm supposed to be over there to to headquarters, and I'll speak to them about that. And then again, we'll address it more more direct, head on in the morning too with the, the full team. Okay, right. we're praying for you, my boy. It's a matter of strategy. You do what your yeah. enemy is not ready for you to do. Yeah, you know every, everything you say, and I, I see the wisdom in all of that. And so, so believe me, I do. And so, we will we will sit down and and put some some serious um, consideration in exactly what you're saying. Right, well, good to go. Thank well, you. boy, thank you for taking my call and, and listening to us. I know you're getting them from everywhere, and it was out of the blue. So, I, I appreciate. No, it. No. I hope you know that we're, <laughs> we're coming from a, a place of honor, and and yeah, just you know absolutely. wanting to do the right thing. You bet, and I, I do appreciate it. And so we'll we'll stay in touch, and and uh, this is something that we will we'll we'll know pretty quick here. And, and so, thanks again for for all your prayers. Thanks again for all your support. And um, thanks we'll for talking to you soon. All right, and if you thanks do decide you, have a good night. you'd like to move and you want that support, you you get a hold of me, and we'll make that happen. Okay. 
Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Good night. Bye. Good night. All right. Thanks, guys. There you have it. Like I say, to my knowledge, that was the last interview that Lavoy conducted. And it was a strategy session live on the air, really, is what it was, between Stuart, Jason, and whoever the other person was. <clears throat> but uh, uh, Jason Tannerhoe from Old Keepers knew Lavoy personally, and uh, this really affected him. And it affects me, too, even just listening to this interview again now. It uh, it makes a person angry. It makes a person sad because it was all so unnecessary. Like they said in that clip, they had a chance to arrest Ammon and a lot of his cohorts at least three or four different times. But like Jason and them said, it wouldn't have been a big enough show of power, display of power. Instead, they had to set up what they call a dead man's roadblock. If you don't know what that is, look it up. If you don't know what an L-shaped ambush is, look it up. Because that's what they did. That's what they did. And I've seen at least four, if not five, I've lost count now, former law enforcement and retired FBI dissecting the video that the FBI did release and they said look that's a ambush you don't employ even according to Justice Department standards you don't employ that kind of a roadblock unless it's absolutely 110% necessary that's use of deadly force because he had nowhere to go but either the embankment or ram straight into it and he was coming on a blind curve that my friends is an ambush Plain and simple. Not to be used except in extreme cases. You listen to the guy for the last 14 minutes. Do you think he was extreme? Do you think he was a, someone with the intent of har harming someone else? Absolutely not. His hands were up when he got out. I don't care if he had a gun on him or not. It's still not clear whether or not he did. But even if he did, if he was shot at at the first initial stop, and he was, then he's thinking to himself, holy crap, I, they're going to shoot me no matter what I do. But if his intention was to shoot it out with them, he would have come out with his guns blazing, not with his hands up. This was a good rancher, a good family man, God-fearing man and he was gunned down because of what he stood for. I don't care what anybody else says. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Okay, this is uh, an article from David Kadria. Um, I found it on the Oath Keeper site. I saw this story a couple days ago as well. Uh, maybe not the same author, but I saw it. Uh, Finnegan Shooter Protection Bill points to wider issue of government distrust. So, State Representative Jeff Barker in Oregon has introduced a bill that would temporarily delay the release of the name of the officer who shot Lavoy Finnegan. That's from KOIN News 6. 
House Bill 4087 already unanimously passed the Oregon House Judiciary Committee. The bill would allow law enforcement to petition a judge for a 90-day stay. I'm releasing the name of an officer. It was introduced after the Oregon State Police said it had received death threats from all over the United States. So Barker, a Democrat, said he took the action after being convinced by the Oregon State Police Superintendent Rich Evans that there is a real safety concern. Perhaps, but if that's the case, it's fair to ask if there are, there are alternatives in terms of investigation and protective custody options that would make it unnecessary to suppress information that's in the public interest to know. Plus, how do we know the death, death threats are even real and not coming from provocateurs or other interested parties? We know that the powers that be are desperately trying to bolster a false government stated or started narrative that says right-wing extremists are a greater threat than ISIS. And if you want to see violent death wishes leveled with promiscuous abandon, just look on the comments on progressive websites, ginning up the mob against the Malheur Wildlife Refuge occupiers. Plus, let's not forget the only killing so far was committed by an agent of the state. So what this bill would do, essentially, is block the release of a name of an officer who had to shoot someone in the name of protecting that officer. Well, if the shooting was completely justified, why would they have to do that? You can blame the FBI and their, <laughs> their horrible planning for putting this off officer in jeopardy in the first place. So, <clears throat> well, it looks like it's time for a very short, and I mean very short, commercial break. Don't you wish they were very short on regular television, which I don't watch much of anymore, but you know. <laughs> okay. Short commercial break. We'll be right back, right here in the Johnny Storm Show. Do you own a small to medium-sized business and feel cash-strapped? Do you feel the squeeze at tax time? If so, you're not alone. JSX Global can help you find free money. That's free money to help your business expand and thrive. There are literally hundreds of tax programs, cost segregation, credit card lawsuits, and other programs designed to find you money right now. And if we can't help you find money, there's no charge whatsoever. Go to jsxglobal.com, fill out the contact form, and get your free evaluation jsxglobal.com keeping an eye on your bottom line you're listening to the johnny storm show wait what the f johnny storm does he think he's some kind of bloody superhero what a wanker anyway you're listening to him so enjoy the show johnny storm bloody hell what's the next invisible girl show Bringing you the truth, so you can remain free. That's me, Johnny Storm. <laughs> All kinds of cool music I got lined up for you for different. Uh, well, you'll see when it comes up. Okay, um, moving on to World War Three now. Well, wait, there's one more. One more Oregon story I want to share with you real quick, because I think it's important. 
This was from last Thursday <clears throat> from Reuters. I just found it today, however. Exclusive woman whose family inspired Oregon standoff hopes more challenged the government. Um, the wife and mother of two men whose imprisonment in January precipitated a 41-day standoff in an Oregon wildlife refuge told Reuters on Thursday she hopes the peaceful outcome will spur further activism to curb the reach of the federal government. Speaking exclusively to Reuters, Susan Hammond, who did not participate in the standoff, thank God, or she'd be in jail, said that she hoped the uh, attention brought by the occupation would galvanize Americans to pursue legal avenues for weakening federal government control of millions of acres of land. I don't think it's over, she says. I think it's just the beginning. We hope that uh, possibly this will be the beginning of a change in the overreach of the federal government, but it's only the beginning. So if you remember now, Dwight Hammond, who's 74, and his son Steve Hammond, 47, are serving the remainder of their sentences in federal prison. The occupation of the wildlife refuge was led by Ammon and Ryan Bundy as a protest against federal control over the lands in the West. The men are the sons of Clive and Bundy who staged an armed protest over a federal land dispute in Nevada in 2014. Both Bundy's sons were arrested in late January, and Clive and Bundy, who counseled his sons by phone, was arrested at the Portland airport on Wednesday. Now, she said that she did not know the, fa the Bundy family well, but had met Ann and Bundy on more than one occasion. She suggested that the Bundys were being targeted by the government and expressed her support in the wake of Clive and Bundy's arrest. I can't imagine why they would pick up an old man at the airport and charge him with something like that, she said. It's just piling on of government bureaucracy under the Bundy family. So we need to remember why this whole thing started, and it was because of the absolutely horrible sentence that was instituted by the federal government against the Hammonds. They're no more terrorists than anybody else. Okay. Now if I can get to this story from Russian Insider. We'll move on to the World War III issue. The Syrian Arab Army and its allies are pushing into ISIS territory at an alarming, almost reckless speed. No wonder the Saudis are desperate to enter the fight. So moments ago in the Al-Raqqa countryside, the Syrian Army's 555th Brigade of the 4th Mechanized Division in close coordination with the National Defense Forces and a lot of other militias that are pro-government. According to a military source, uh, the Syrian forces have established control over several small hilltops um, that surround the village of Zakia in southern Al-Raqqa after a fierce battle with the so-called Islamic State of Iraq and Al-Sham. Meanwhile, Turkey continues to shell those very forces that are advancing towards Raqqa Damascus has filed a formal complaint with the UN regarding Turkey's blatant act of aggression. So is it any wonder that Turkey and Saudi Arabia and other Arab countries have amassed, last reports say, 350,000 troops? They're supposedly going to participate in this exercise in Saudi Arabia in March? I've been parts of some pretty big military exercises, and I can tell you I've never heard of more than 20,000 being involved. 
maybe there's been exercises in the past that I wasn't aware of. But from 85 to 91, when I was in, I never saw that, never heard of that. Not 350,000 and hundreds, if not thousands, of tanks and artillery and so on. Warplanes. That's a lot of people for an exercise. Now, this, they're preparing for an invasion, and Saudi Arabia has come out and said that if it looks like Assad's going to win, they're coming in. And Russia has said that that's World War III. And there's a lot of reports coming from Stratfor and others that say Russia has cargo ships that have moved in, or cargo planes, rather, that have nuclear-tipped artillery and, and uh, battlefield, essentially battlefield nukes. Because if that big of an army moves on them, they're going to have to nuke it in order to stop it. They don't have enough forces there, not even close. So it's not looking good over in the Middle East right now when it comes to this type of thing. So let's see here. I thought I had another. Yeah, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, that's not the one. thought I had another clip lined up for you to play, but I do not. My mistake. Unlike other hosts, I do admit my mistakes. <laughs> okay, I've already covered Syria. Um, let's see. Here we go. I don't, this isn't a clip, but it's a good article. So we'll get back into free speech again with this one. Internet monitoring, monitoring system to stalk social media users who question safety of vaccines. This is from naturalnews.com. If you post articles to your Facebook wall that warn others about the dangers of vaccines or tweet links to the latest studies tying vaccines to autism through Twitter, the vaccine pushers of the world could soon know about it in real time. According to new reports, Bill and Melinda Gates, their foundation that is, back scientists in both the United States and Great Britain, and they have jointly developed um, a computerized global monitoring system capable of tracking all social media activity around the world that defies mainstream vaccine dogma and reporting it directly to authorities. This brave new exercise of multinational Big Brother spying is being hailed as a solution to the rapid spread of so-called rumors and lies about vaccines via the Internet, which basically constitute any online free speech that questions the safety or effectiveness of vaccines. According to mainstream authorities, vaccines are completely safe and effective in every way, and anything that defies this unsubstantiated proclamation is now officially considered to be mis misinformation by the global police state. Wow. <clears throat> so, pretty soon, be prepared for a ban on that type of speech on Facebook, Twitter, and other places. And heavy censoring of Google from any of these sites. You know, if you can't get it on Facebook, you're not going to be able to Google search it unless you want to look through a hundred or so pages in order to find the information that you're wanting because they're going to bury it. They can change their change their algorithms for their searches and 
it'll come up, but you're going to have to really dig. I recommend goodgopher.com and frugal.com. There's other alternatives to Google. So Bill Gates, obviously, is in the vaccine industry are desperately trying to maintain vaccine myths through intimidation. Because if people see that their posts are getting cut off and or maybe they're getting warnings from Facebook or whoever, it's going to intimidate some into staying silent. Not yours truly, however. Uh, all of this crap needs to be exposed and exposed in the biggest way possible. Um, I had some news about Monsanto here as well. I'm just trying to pull it up. Uh, da, 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 da. Essentially, a former former Monsanto executive let me see if it's on my other screen here yes this is from newstarget.com Monsanto uses fraudulent data and deception to push harmful GMOs former company, company director claims so new light has been shed on G GMO and their chicanery tactics and the chicanery tactics of Monsanto former managing ed director of Monsanto India uh, Jagazian admitted that the company faked scientific data to gain regulatory approval. Jagazian worked for Monsanto for almost two decades. Eight of those years, he served as the managing director, director of India operations. He protested against a new variety of BT, uh, which is a chemical or a pesticide, during a public consultation in Bangalore last Saturday. BT stands for Bacillus thuringiensis a common soil bacteria that possesses a gene responsible for a protein harmful to the fruit shoot borer larvae. Geoengineers took this trait and inserted it into an eggplant, also known as brinjal, to combat insect resistance. By turning the eggplant into a form of insect poison, Monsanto claimed that it would reduce pesticide use. In actuality, farmers ended up having to use more pesticides because the GM brings eggplant was targeted towards only one type of larvae. First insider to expose Monsanto's true colors, on Monday, Jargazian admitted that Monsanto used, used to fake scientific data, which was sent to government regulatory agencies to obtain commercial approval for its commodities in India. He went on to state that government regulatory agencies, which Monsanto dealt with in the 1980s, were dependent upon information provided by the company. The Central Insecticide Board was supposed to give these approvals based on the location and crop-specific data from India, but it simply accepted foreign data supplied by Monsanto. They didn't even have a test to validate the data, and at times the data itself was faked. I retired from the company as I felt the management of Monsanto USA was exploiting our country, he added. At the time, Monsanto was getting into the seed business and I had information that a Terminator gene was to be incorporated in the seeds being supplied by the firm. This meant that the uh, farmer had to buy fresh seeds from Monsanto at heavy cost every time he planted a crop. According to Jagdazian, the parent company broke promises made to the Minister for Chemicals and Fertilizers. 
and uh, lied to him about everything, pretty much. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the negotiations went on for over a year, and in the meantime, Monsanto imported and sold large quantities of the product and made huge profits. <sighs> so, there it is. From a former Monsanto executive, faked scientific data. Their crap doesn't work. And if you keep using that crap, you have to use more of their crap, which is the whole point. They want that continuous sales cycle going. So this chemical gets used up, it gets replaced. Pretty basic business model, if you ask me. The only problem is their business model is killing people all over the world, including right here in the United States. But we, supposedly one of the more enlightened countries in the world, still haven't banned one chemical of theirs. Well, except for DDT, which was also supposedly safe. Agent Orange, in other words. And we see where all that went. Okay. Um, there's one more story. That... Uh, I wanted to cover. And well, I already covered a lot of Oregon tonight, so I'll leave it for the next night. But tomorrow night, I want to explain to you what the difference is between a highway roadblock or, you know, a regular roadblock and a dead man's roadblock. We'll cover that tomorrow. And also what an L-shaped ambush is. In the meantime, you can look those up for yourself and educate yourself, uh, which I encourage you to do at all times. You need to stay ahead of the curve or get left behind. So stay ahead of the curve. Learn all that you can, especially about your rights. I recommend, highly recommend uh, going to chuckbaldwinlive.com and ordering the freedom documents. It's got everything in there from the Magna Carta to the Declaration of Independence to the Constitution and also the Federalist, Federalist Papers. So go to chuckbaldwinlive.com and get your copy today. I'm not being paid to say that. I'm just saying that it's a really good collection of our historical documents that I think every household should have before they're lost to history forever the way things are going oh, I wouldn't doubt it so that's all the news I have for tonight and I think that's enough I think we've covered enough to digest for one evening so God bless each and every one of you and we'll see you back here tomorrow right here on the Johnny Storm Show Do you own a small to medium-sized business and feel cash-strapped? Do you feel the squeeze at tax time? If so, you're not alone. JSX Global can help you find free money. That's free money to help your business expand and thrive. There are literally hundreds of tax programs, cost segregation, credit card lawsuits, and other programs designed to find you money right now. And if we can't help you find money, there's no charge whatsoever. Go to jsxglobal.com, fill out the contact form, and get your free 
evaluation. JSXGlobal.com, keeping an eye on your bottom line. There shall be wars and rumours of wars. Earthquakes, famine and pestilences. Men's hearts failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. Where do you look? Where do you turn? Where will you get the truth? You turn to the Johnny Storm Show, where you will find truth, and the truth will make you free. Welcome to the Johnny Storm.